The Toby Gribbon Show. Highlights. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Paul Da Vinci is a singer and musician best known as the lead vocalist on the Robetts' hit Sugar Baby Love in 1974, and he also had a successful solo career with the UK charting single Your Baby Ain't Your Baby Anymore. In the 80s, he also sang most of the vocals on Tight Fits, Back to the 60s Part 2, and performed on Top of the Pops. And on the 13th of July this year, he'll be performing with his band at Viva Blackpool. And Paul is on the phone with us here. How are you today? I'm very good, thank you, Charlie. How are you doing? I'm excellent, thanks. So Sugar Baby Love is one of the most recognisable songs of the 70s, isn't it? So what yeah. was it like to be on such a big hit? Yeah, it was great. I mean, it was, it was, a, it was sort of a double-edged sword, really, but yeah. obviously because the group mimed to, to the record that I'd made. But uh, but it was amazing, yeah. I couldn't believe it. We, we were sitting in our house and um, and uh, my daughter was about three at the time and suddenly or somebody phoned me up and said, Paul, what's top of the tonight you're on and I thought I got you know it was a demonstration record as far as I was concerned yeah. and uh, and the group were on their miming to my to my record you know but uh, but we we settled out of court and I, I did get a royalty from it um, but uh, obviously it had repercussions with my my career you know but uh, but uh, I've, I've stuck in there and uh, things are going good. Were you quite annoyed initially and how do you feel about it now do you feel like you've got the recognition now? Not really I'm still working on it uh, <laughs> you know uh, I'm, I'm that, that like these gigs that I'm doing and the, the gigs with the band and we're we're having fantastic reactions from the audience and we're all we've all we've we've actually learned our craft because we've had to so we we, we really care about that the audience go away you know absolutely satisfied and so there's no complacency with this band and they're all fabulous players and uh, I, I'm loving it you know so I'm, I'm I'm enjoying being on stage now more than I've ever done. So how did you actually get involved with singing Sugar Baby Love? Well, I was I was doing I was doing demonstration records for um for well actually I was singing backing vocals for Barry Blue. And the actual guys that played on Sugar Baby Love were the guys that played on Barry Blue's records, not the guys that you saw on Top of the Pops, apart from the drummer. So I got a phone after doing, I did a record called Do You Want to Dance with Barry Blue? And me and Adrian Baker sang all the high vocals at the end of it. If you listen to the end of that, there's some really high singing, you know. And uh, and I got a phone call then from Jerry Shuri, who was the uh, the arranger and, uh, and uh, fantastic piano player, who's unfortunately no longer with us. 
And he said, uh, Paul, there's a couple of songwriters have had a bit of a hit in the States. They want to do some doo-wop stuff. Uh, will you do the sessions? So I went along and did the sessions with Wayne Bickerton and Tony Waddington. Um, and after the first session, they they went, oh, wow, like, you know, we'd like to sign you. But I had actually signed a record deal with Penny Farthing Records. So I, I couldn't do it, you know. But anyway, so I did some more stuff. Um, then I did Sugar Baby Love on the next session of about five songs. And um, and the next thing I, I, I knew, they, they, they asked me to, to do it. And like I said, I just signed with Penny Farthing and I've got your baby your baby anymore about to come out um so uh, yeah that, that was it really so so I, I couldn't do it so i said to him look take my voice off of it and i'm quite happy take my voice off it no problem well the next thing i knew was i saw top of the pots with alan williams miming to my voice but he, he, he wasn't even at the session he wasn't even there you know yeah and how did you feel at that point because i guess on the one hand objectively it would be exciting to hear yourself on top of the pops but when it's kind of somebody else taking credit it's well, somebody else standing there singing. Oh no, it was it was very frustrating, you know. So we sent we sent legal people around straight away, and they they agreed a, a royalty for it, you know. But um, a lot of people still don't know. I mean, somebody came to show the other day and said, "Oh, I couldn't believe it." So I thought it was Alan Williams that had sung that. I could, and he had nothing to do with it. He wasn't even there, you know. So they 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 got a big career out of because that's the record that that when they do their shows, when they were doing their shows, I don't know what they're doing now, but but that's the one that everyone wants to hear. The one they weren't on, so it was frustrating. Yeah, can you imagine it? I mean, imagine if you'd done something like that. And I I actually suggested singing that that's why they'd not thought of that so that would that now would be a writing credit you know the way you know it works with the songs now you've got about 10 writers i would have got a writing credit for that as well um because they hadn't thought of that and i said it's not working and i said it's got to be an octave higher and it went ah and suddenly lansdowne studios was suddenly full of people they were having like a party you know i was i, I couldn't i was so naive about it i thought well because i've done lots of sessions like that you know um so no no it was a bitter it was a bittersweet thing when your baby came out that was good because i i i, I was writing rock music i was writing and singing rock music and stuff you know but I, obviously i wanted to prove that i'd done it so i wrote that song to, to to highlight the fact that it was me singing it that was the main objective of it you know yeah and how do you hope to raise awareness today about the fact that it was you that sung Sugar Baby Love? Well, I mean, obviously, obviously the internet has been a major thing because lots of people are going, wow, we can't believe it, you know, on there. And the shows, um, it's very nice on the shows because I actually do it on the show and and, and immediately people go, well, well, definitely was you that did it, you know. So, um, I mean, it's great. I mean, I'm, I'm really enjoying doing, you know, doing the shows. It's, it's fantastic. I've got an amazing band of players. I mean, they're all over the world. They're, they're top top session musicians they're playing with everybody you know um my keyboard player i've got a couple of keyboard players but one of my major keyboard players uh is, is a guy named steve price who was joe longthorne's uh, musical director and he plays in my band i've got him in my band which is like wonderful you know and i've got these fabulous players i mean they really are so it's a joy every time we get on and everybody uh, I think appreciates that it's special when when we're on stage because we're we're blowing everything apart. You know, we we did a festival last year. Um, on my Facebook, there's a bit of footage of the of the audience response at Appfest. 
So if anyone wants to have a look at that Paul Da Vinci Facebook, uh, there's a bit of film of it. And that's what it's like every night. The audiences are going. We couldn't get off. We were on for, we were supposed to be on for an hour. We were on for an hour and a half. And at the end of it, they started flashing lights to get us off, you know. But, <laughs> uh, and I'm loving that. I'm loving that, you know. And, um, you know, and I'm still writing. And, and actually, I'm in the process now of possibly releasing some new material because I've, I've, been, I've been writing and producing stuff for a lot of years. And I suddenly, people have been asking, like, we'd like a record. So, I thought I might as well, you know, beat the odds and be the the, old, uh, the longest gap between hits in 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 history. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. in the Guinness Book of, in the Guinness Book of Records. But um, but we're really looking forward to leaving, You know, and uh, I'd like to thank uh, Erica Compton and Bigfoot, uh, the, the the Bigfoot events, who are my my agents. And they're amazing, you know, and they got us in here. So uh, I'm, I'm really really uh, really pleased to you know to to be associated with them. I think you're right there because I think it's ABBA that have recently broken that record and that's 40 years so for you it'll be yeah. nearly 50 years it will be, it will be yeah. well actually funny enough ABBA um, uh, they're, they're at Waterloo um, knocked Sugar Baby Love off the top of the charts wow. after six weeks so it was yeah. Waterloo that actually that actually not, not, so it's about the same time you know um, but uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but we're, we're really looking forward to it. Had a lot of interest on Facebook. A lot of people saying that they're going to come. So we hope we hope to get a sell out there, you know. And uh, I, I really really hope to anybody that comes along, please say hello and uh, and uh, we'll have a drink and whatever afterwards, you know. And you were a session singer before and after your solo career. So were you on any other songs that did as well as Sugar Baby Love? Yeah, well, well, I, well, I, I, I nearly joined the Hollies at one point. Um, I, I, I'd done a, a song called "Sorry Suzanne," a demo for Tony McCauley uh, of a song called "Sorry Suzanne," which became a big hit for the Hollies. And I came in from I came in from uh, technical college action. I was about seventeen, and uh, my mum said, uh, "Oh," she said, "You had a phone call from this bloke named Tony Jolly." Uh, Tony, Tony Kicks from the Jollies, that was it. And I said, you don't mean Tony Kicks from the Hollies, do you? And she went, oh yeah, that's it. And <laughs> like, for me, they were superstars, you know, So, and I'd been reading in Melody Maker about them. And um, anyway, so I, I phoned him up and he said, oh, you know, Graham's leaving. And I went, oh yeah, I like Graham, you know. And, um, and he said, uh, do you want to come along and try out? And um, uh, as it happened, I, I got chronic flu, um, but I went along and it was between me and Terry Sylvester to get the gig. But Terry was the right thing for it because I didn't play guitar at the time. And like I said, I had got flu when I went along there. But he said, you're the best we've heard so far. For but uh, and I did things for uh, the songs that became hits for Piggity Witch, uh, some for Elvis, uh, Tom Jones. I did. The, do, you, do you remember The Boy From Nowhere by Tom Jones? Um, I think so. It was, it was a big, a big hit for him. You know, there was a, a, a musical called The Matador, and I'd done all the Tom Jones part, and I was going to be the singer on the thing. Uh, and I, funny enough, I was reading a book uh, about Tom Jones's life, and we live near Pontypridd now, ironically. And uh, he said he was listening to this really good singer. He said, and uh, he said he heard the demos of the of the uh, of the well, what was going to be the recording, and uh, and he said I want that, and he sent his manager along, and uh, so I got ousted. 
<laughs> on, on that. But, but that was another near miss. Been lots of them, really. You know, I did the Who's Tommy. I was in Tommy in the West End and two runs in Hornchurch. I met Pete Townsend, which was great, you know, because they were another lot of heroes of mine. Cause I, I was really into rock like when I said that, you know. Um, so, um, yeah, I've, I've lot, lots and lots of things. Um, Don Black and Jeff Stevens, I did a musical with them called Dear Anyone. Um, did Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. I was in that. Uh, but l- lots of, like, Piggy Witch, The Hollies. Um, oh, lo- lots of them. I-, I can't remember all of them. And loads of campaigns, like, for, for Smith's Crisps and uh, and for, um, oh, uh, you know, British Airways and British Telecom. All things that you probably probably too young for you. Because we saw a picture of you, we thought you'd be older. My wife went, God, look how old, how old is everybody? <laughs> old, everybody's younger than me now. I can't believe it, Toby, you know? Yeah. Everyone. Had you ever sung on a jingle or a campaign that maybe you regretted if the product was a flop? No, no, not really. No, I did Harp Lager. I did, um, what did I do? I did British Airway, British Telecom, um, oh, lot, lots of the Smith's Crisps. Um, the Smith's Crisps was hilarious because there were... There were four. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sort of major singers on there. Um, uh, there was uh, uh, the, the, uh, Gary Taylor, who was the, the bass player from The Herd, who had lots of big hits, um, lots of people like that. And we all had to slow it down. And we had to sing low and then speed it down. So we're all going, we want to be smooth. It was ridiculous. Huh? But it was one of the most lucrative ones that we had. Then they speeded it up to, we want to be you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, check out the, 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 check out the, uh, the advert. I was the third potato from the left. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. But I mean, no. I mean, it was it was just um, I, the, one of the best ones that I did was um, uh, I got a phone call. Um, I, uh, Scott Walker has always been a hero of mine, and uh, I got a phone call from the agency saying I was going to sing a third part on a Walker Brothers record, which I did do, you know. Wow. And that was on a, a song that they did a song called To All the Girls I've Loved Before, yeah. uh, which was a big hit for Willie Nielsen and uh, Hula and Gazes, you know. So that was great, you know, meeting meeting them. That was really good. But, uh, but yeah, lot, lots of lots of interesting stuff. Yeah. So how has the music industry changed since you started your career? Technically, I mean, obviously, t- the, the, the technology involved with it now, which, I, which I'm now, um, you, you know, I've been learning for a while. I, 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 I program on Logic Pro 10, you know. Um, obviously, that's totally different because it was all... Uh, analog tape and, and and stuff you know and it was a, a very different process to what it is now and and obviously the i mean we thought in the 70s that like a small royalty of like three percent or something was like terrible yeah. but now you're getting they're getting they're getting naught point and it's an absolute ripoff they're getting naught and something uh per sale uh, which is ridiculous i mean it's it's absolutely crazy you know <clears throat> nobody would have predicted that um and obviously the music business i don't understand actually how how these huge sums of money are talked about, like with these Ed Sheeran settlements and things, when there doesn't seem to be any money in the recording part of it. For most people, for 99%, for 99%, I would say, of artists, there's no money in the actual... It's to do with promoting the work, um, you know, I mean, the, the gigs. And that's why I want to do some more recording, because I'd like to open out more festivals and, and stuff for us. So, like I said, I'm writing at the moment. Um, I've got a song called... I've got a song called... Um, third finger, which is the lyric is I'm not raising my third finger, <laughs> <laughs> which, which I'm going to probably put out and, and uh, you know um, cause a few actions with um, you know. But it's a bit difficult because I'm, I'm I'm writing very differently from from the person I was at 23. You know when I had the records, um, you know because uh, I'm now a little bit older. And that's an important point about the money, isn't it? Because a lot of musicians are kind of dependent on the shows now rather than the sales and the royalties because you're oh, going to get hardly anything from them totally absolutely i mean you can sell you can sell on 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 the shows you know obviously that that's that's a, a lucrative thing if you're if you're doing that um but uh, yeah actual records themselves i mean and trying to place songs with other artists is much more difficult i mean you've now got like 10 how can you have 10 writers on a song yeah if you're in the (laughs) same room and you and you've shared the same toilet you get a record royalty you know i mean a writing royalty is crazy i mean but uh it's a very very different very different thing i just bought a course actually by mark robson a production course and that's very interesting how it how it all now works you know and how these producers actually get a writing royalty but i much prefer it when when the writers are one writer or two writers, so you know they've definitely done what you're listening to, you know. Yeah. It's interesting, isn't it, because so many songs these days have 10 writers, and a lot of them sound kind of formulaic, don't they? And when you think of all the classic songs that resonate with us and are still here, we still listen to after all these years, it's like one or two people that wrote them. Absolutely, absolutely. And and, and, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's it's incredible with Ed Sheeran. I mean, he he, he was writing them on his own. Now he's writing with a team. And he's he's got a thing on YouTube where he's basically using 
absolute four chords for every song that he does. You know, and they work. I mean, they do work. You can't look back, but it's not. It's not like um, the best song that I've heard lately has been that. Uh, have you heard that song uh, called Golden uh, by JV? So I forget what his name is, but, but it's an absolutely beautiful song. Uh, I, I don't know if you heard it, but it's, um, you must have heard it. Actually, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. You know, don't um, recognise the name, uh, but maybe I have. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you would have heard it. Um, I think it's called Gold. Um, yeah, it's an absolutely beautiful thing. And this guy's written it on his own. Um, so, you know, that that's that really, I really sat up and took notice when I heard that. But, yeah, a lot of it is formulaic. It's, it's become a very professional, polished business. But, I mean, I, I love the, the, the Miley Cyrus record, you know, that uh, the Flowers record. I thought that was excellent, you know. And the album's very good as well. I don't know whether you've heard that album, but it's, it's, a, real, it's a real goodie, you know. Yeah. But, um, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, so there are a few. I mean, but even with her, there's, there's a lot of writers involved with it. So you don't know who's done what. You know, I suspect she's doing a lot of it herself. But but uh, yeah, it's a weird one because people like Adele um, recorded comparatively old-fashioned style of music, and it's absolutely flown, doesn't it? You know, as yeah. opposed to as opposed to all the rap thing and everything that's going on. But um, that has become a it's become a business. That's the thing. It's become yeah. a polished. A polished. It's not like I mean, the sixties was great because and the sixties and the seventies. Particularly for me, the sixties, I liked the music. You know, um, uh, with the Beatles and the Small Faces and the Who. Uh, you know, I mean, that, that was just very raw, and they were very brave people. Because I mean, Who had loads of hits, and they've got no money. Mm. The Stones had had loads of hits, no money. The Beatles were getting a quarter. A, a farthing per record but now that's a lot compared with what the artists are getting which is it's, it's, it's ridiculous you know well you're going to be performing with your band at yep. Viva Blackpool on the 13th of July so what can we expect from that performance it's going to be uh, every night at the end of the show the audiences are are shouting really shouting for more and it's exciting, you know. I mean, we give a hundred percent, and it's like a hurricane in there, you know. I mean, it really is. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I look at the footage when I'm sitting at home here, and I think I do not know where where that energy comes from. So I'm sitting here feeling older. When I get on stage, it's like wallop. We, it's all classic. Um, we, we do the Lion Sleeps tonight. We do Sugar Baby Love. <laughs> we do My Girl. We do uh, a, a tribute to the Walker Brothers. Uh, we do a rocking set at the end with with Nutbush City Limit. And and I do a, a tribute to the band at the end of it, where we sing, uh, we do canned heats on the road again, and the guys play solos, and they're fantastic players, and everybody sort of, and the the, the drummer actually does a beatbox thing. He plays drums, and then he plays, he does a whole beatbox section with his with his throat, you know, and it's which is remarkable. I mean, the audience are just, I see them at the front, and they just got their mouths open, you know. So it's really good. So hope to see you there. Yeah, hopefully, I plan to be in Blackpool that day so we'll see oh that'd be fabulous yes it'd be great I, I promise you won't you won't be disappointed Toby and it's, it's, a, it's a goodie you know yeah do you find that over the years when more and more people have come to discover you and realise that you are the true voice of Sugar Baby Love you've had more people come and see you yes yeah oh definitely it's definitely building I mean we're doing a festival next uh, on Saturday um, the Upfest in, in Somerset and um, yeah, I mean, people are really coming down there. The main, the main thing is, is that Sugar Babylon becomes a, a minor point of it. They keep saying, 
uh, where the hell have you been? Why, why don't we know about, you know? So obviously because of what happened with Sugar Bowler, that was, that was what, what really controlled a lot of my career. But uh, that's really nice when they come along and go, wow, you know, where, where have you been sort of thing? We, we, we didn't know about you. So, so, so that's nice. Yeah. How are you preparing for the show? Are you rehearsing for it? And I take it it's a kind of tour. So have you started preparing for it? <laughs> No, we we just we we we've got we've got the sets that we do, and it's like a well-oiled machine. So it's 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 thoroughly rehearsed and and everything because of all the shows that we do. So we're we're every every show is a rehearsal. You know what I mean, Toby? So yeah. it's like um, is it we don't we don't we don't need to rehearse um, uh, again because because it's all we, when we go on we go bump and yeah. everybody clicks in and and knows what they're doing. You know. And it's all very, very structured. It's all very structured so that the audience don't get time for breath, really. They sort of like, and at the end of it, they, they're going, oh. You know. <laughs> so that's how, it, that's how it's been conceived, you know. And I love it. I mean, I, and everybody loves it. They're all, they're all, they're, they're amazing players. I mean, some of the best players in the world, you know. You know they really are fantastic. Uh, I, I stand there every night and go, wow, I'm on with these guys, you know, but um, so it's nice. So what else are you working on? Of course, you mentioned that you're thinking of coming up with some new music soon. So what can you tell us about that? And are there shows after this Blackpool one as well? Right, well, we're doing lots and lots of Warner Leisure shows. So if anyone wants to come and see us, we're, if they look up Warner Leisure and GN Holidays, uh, the, and they GN hire the Warner venues. So we're doing lots of... That's basically what we're doing. Um, I'm, going to, I'm going to Spain uh, to do a, a solo show in, in two weeks' time. Um, in in Villa Martin in Spain, um, but we're I mean the the, the, the uh, GN holidays is, is going to be a goodie because that should double our work the, the amount that we've got at the moment. So uh, so that that's quite exciting. Um, but uh, really, I want to try and get I want to try and get some material out. I'm going to put a lot of I've, I've written a song called Coffee that I really like, um, and which is like a dancey thing, you know. And it's quite a sort of quirky track, and everybody loves coffee, don't they? So yeah. I thought I could tie it in possibly with a with a, 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 a commercial for for Costa Coffee or Starbucks or something, you know. So I'm 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 going to put some stuff out and uh, and and see see just how much I can generate in the next in the years that I've got left, you know, whatever whatever that is, you know. Well, where are we able to get tickets for this Blackpool show and find everything that you'd want us to find and keep up to date with you and all that? Well, if you look on Viva Blackpool's uh, 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 website, um, uh, you, you can you can get the tickets on there, and on my and on my Facebook as well are all the details uh, uh, as to how to book. So if you look at Paul Da Vinci Facebook, or you become a friend on there, all the information's on there. Excellent. Well, many thanks for talking to us today. It's been great having you on the show. Thanks so much, Toby. Lovely to speak to you, and I hope to see you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack 
for free shipping and 365-day returns. Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow & Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM. The Throbbing Pulse of Sound, the Toby Gribben Show. 